0: We need the post office. The U.S. Postal Service obviously played a huge role in the recent presidential election. 65 million mail ballots returned, almost double the amount in 2016. But now that we're through the election and despite this essential function, the Postal Service is still in trouble. In fact, the agency can run out of money next year. Here to explain why and possible ways to save the Postal Service is Rico's Deputy Editor, Adam Clark Estes. Hey, Adam. Hey, Teddy. So, what's the big deal? Like, why is the Post Office in trouble?
1: The Postal Service has been in trouble for a few years, and it's a financial thing. To make a long story short, starting about 15 years ago, the Postal Service had to start prepaying its retirement benefits, which make its finances look really bad. So even if the Postal Service is making money on paper, it's doing really poorly. And this causes a lot of problems for the Postal Service. Basically, the Postal Service has to pay the medical benefits for retirees in advance. Nobody else has to do this. It's something that Congress decided about 15 years ago. There have been efforts to roll it back, but It is a reality
0: that the Postal Service has to deal with. So that creates this budget crunch, right? And this summer, there was a back and forth, right, over congressional aid. People thought, you know, there might be efforts to sabotage the post office. You know, Republicans thought Democrats were trying to make it too easy for mail-in ballots. That all feels like in the past, right? We haven't heard a ton about the Postal Service since then. So, like, what's happening now? We're through the election. Is everything okay? Well, I mentioned that
1: financial problem, and the Postal Service, like everyone else, has had to deal with problems with the pandemic. Mainly, a lot of their workers are sick and quarantining at any given time, and people are depending on the mail even more than before for things like package deliveries and whatnot. And then to make matters worse, over the summer, we did get a new postmaster general who implemented some policies that led to some delays. The election's over. Those policies had been suspended and are now being brought back. The pandemic is still going on and the financial trouble is still there. So, yes, the Postal Service is arguably in more trouble now than it was at the
0: beginning of the year. So is there talk about like a bailout or talk about, I guess, the other approach could be privatizing the Postal Service? Like, what's the menu of options on the table right now?
1: Well, let's talk about those two paths. One, Congress bailing out the post office. And to privatizing the post office.
0: Those are sort of the the two extremes here, right?
1: I wouldn't even call them extremes. I would say those are two very viable options for the Postal Service.
0: Okay. What some people might not realize is that
1: the Postal Service uh, is a unique government organization and that they are self-supporting. They don't take taxpayer dollars, but they're asking Congress for money to help them deal with pandemic-related costs and balance their books in the new year. On the other end of things, financially, the Postal Service has been in trouble for a long time. And some people, especially conservatives, think that the way to solve those problems is by running it more like a private business than an essential service, which it is for many millions of Americans. So the privatization path is what a lot of people think Louis DeJoy wants to take. He's the new Postmaster General. The bailout is what a lot of Democrats would like to do to help the Postal Service. And there's actually an exciting plan, not only just to give the Postal Service more money, but
0: also give them the tools to make more money on their own. Yeah. So what are some of the other ways in which the Postal Service could be saved beyond those two?
1: There are a lot of things that President Biden could do on day one by signing some executive orders to make the Postal Service Do more for Americans. Uh, And these ideas have been around for a long time. For instance, you can get a passport at the post office. So why not add more government services, more things you can do to make the post office sort of like an access point for the federal government. Others think that the Postal Service could look more like a, a FedEx or UPS store where you can go and really buy all your shipping supplies, access the Internet, do office things right there at the post office. Postal Service could make money from that. Something that would probably be a huge deal for the Postal Service but would require new legislation is to bring back postal banking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Postal banking actually existed in the 20th century for a long time. Uh, it was phased out in the 1960s. You used to just be able to go to the post office and open a essentially a savings account. And the federal government, through the Postal Service, would uh, watch your money for you.
0: So the idea here is basically to give the post office, which has branches in every small town and a big city across America. The basic idea is these are all different ways to give people a reason to be there, to give them another line of business.
1: I would actually say on a more fundamental level, it's a way to deal with the unbanked and underbanked people in America. The Fed estimates there are about 55 million of them. A lot of people don't have bank accounts simply because bank accounts are too expensive. This is what forces people to depend on predatory check cashing companies and payday lenders. So folks like Bernie Sanders and AOC have been pushing this postal banking system as a sort of public option for banking. Kirsten Gillibrand has a bill in the Senate right now, actually, that brings a whole new menu of financial services like uh, check Checking accounts, small-dollar loans, ATMs, bring those to post offices across the country.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking also about, though, like the plans to turn these into kind of community functions or access points to the government. The, The idea is to just make a post office, not just a post office.
1: Exactly. It simply makes a lot of sense and, it, and it's accomplishing a lot of needs while also giving the postal service more revenue, which it desperately needs.
0: Is there anything that just, you know, regular people can do to protect post offices that have some sentimental value to some people, but also just we need these in our daily lives. So what can regular people do about it?
1: Over the summer, there was a big push for people to buy stamps and
0: support the post office. And Right, right. I wondered if that was actually any uh, any real weight behind that financially, but go ahead.
1: What my sources have told me is that, you know, any money helps, uh, but the, the public sentiment was what was most important there. Uh, letting lawmakers know that the Postal Service is essential for Americans uh, is the best way to get them to make the moves to change laws
0: and, and build a better future for the post office. All right, Adam Clark, is deputy editor here at Recode, you can read more of his work at Recode.net. Adam, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Daddy.